Last week was the Feast of Pentecost, and we heard from the Gospel of John that when the Holy Spirit comes, He will convict the world of sin. Now, oftentimes when we experience the Holy Spirit, we feel joy, we feel peace, we feel love. But if we're on the wrong direction and on, on the wrong path, the Holy Spirit will convict our hearts that we have sinned and that we need to go back to Jesus. In today's gospel, we hear this incredible story of a sinful woman who is judged in every street corner. The town knows her. She's the worst of the worst. Well, God, the Holy Spirit, convicted her heart that she needs Jesus and she needs to come back to him. And so she, she realizes Jesus is, is in her town and she goes to where he is. He's having dinner with some people and she falls at his feet. She weeps at his feet. She's crying. She's recognizing her sin. And she's asking the master, have mercy. The Holy Spirit was moving her. And I pray the Holy Spirit moves us to recognize and be convicted of our sin. And like this woman, fall at the feet of Jesus and weep. Be sorry for our sin. But what's the reaction when this woman is touching Jesus? People are looking at Jesus and they're saying, if Jesus was a prophet, he would know what kind of woman this is because this woman's a sinner. And so in Jewish custom, if a sinner is touching you, she's unclean, she's dirty, you're supposed to kick her. You're supposed to get her off of you. But Jesus allows her to kiss his feet to wipe his feet with her tears and her hair. And so we hear Simon, this man, judging Jesus. And family, oftentimes when we sin or when we see someone sinning, two things happen. We're judged. We're judged by people because of our sin. And the second thing is we judge ourselves. When you sin, when I sin, People can judge me if it's a public sin. Or second, I judge myself, I beat myself up, and I experience shame. I'm not proud of who I am when I sin. Family, we've all sinned in this church, and when you sin, you feel it. You feel ashamed. I don't want this. I'm made for more than this. Let's go back to the first sin. Who sinned? Who was the first sin in Genesis? Who is it? Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve, they sinned against God, and, it, and two things happened. First was shame. In Genesis 3-7, it says, the eyes of both of them were opened, they knew that they were naked, and they made coverings for themselves. Adam and Eve recognize that they're naked, and they're afraid of being naked. They're ashamed of their nakedness, and they're not willing to be vulnerable anymore. Sin leads to beating ourselves up and we don't see ourselves as God sees us. Our, our identity becomes destroyed and we identify with sin instead of the Father's word for us. That we are his children, amen? We are beloved. We are loved. But when we sin, we hate ourselves. And we say to God, God, how can you love me? Second thing that happened to Adam and Eve was isolation. It says the next verse in Genesis 3, 8, 
Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden, and they hid from the Lord among the trees. And God said, why are you hiding? When we sin, family, we want to isolate. We don't want anyone to be around us. We won't go to the people we know that love us because we're ashamed and we don't want anyone to see us. Have you ever done anything that you're so ashamed of and you just wanted to run away? So many people live in their past. They're ashamed of their sin and they don't come back to community, to family, and to the Father. Like this woman, how long was she away from the community? How long was she just beating herself up over her sin? And you know what happens when you beat yourself up over your sin? You continue to sin. You hate yourself, and obviously the way out of it is to confess, to be humble, but you don't feel like there's a way out. And let's ask a real question. What's keeping us from coming back to God's grace? What's keeping a lot of people from being in this church today? What keeps people from being here? People's judgment. Recognize this story. Jesus is invited to a house. He's eating dinner. And this woman comes. And right away... What happens to her? She's judged. She's looked at as a sinner. She's, maybe she's spit on. Are we the same with others who come into this church? Do we keep people from worshiping God in this church? Because if, if, a, if we know someone's a sinner in this church and it's out there, we look at them and we're like, how are they here? Get out of here. You don't belong here. That's exactly what Simon did. The man who invited Jesus didn't know who he was. Sometimes what peeps, keeps people from church is their sin and their shame. Like I said, isolation. But other times it's us that keep people from loving and worshiping God because they think that if they come to church, all they're going to receive is judgment. The way out of this cycle of shame and isolation is confession. It's to experience the mercy of Jesus. Jesus is not ashamed of us. Jesus is not ashamed of this woman. Jesus does not kick her and say, get out of here. Jesus receives her and tells her, your sins are forgiven because you have loved much. Family, we've got to bring sinners, all of us, duh, we're all sinners, but we've got to bring sinners back to the heart of Jesus. That's what this month is all about. It's about the heart of Jesus. All right, so Jesus tells the story about two debtors, and eventually Simon says, the one who was forgiven most, that's who's going to love more. Amen? Stay with me. Are you still with me? All right, what does Jesus Jesus looks at the woman, but he says to Simon, the first word, he says, do you see this woman? Do you see this woman? 
Simon might be saying, of course I see her. She's right there. She's at your feet. But Jesus is saying, do you really see this woman? Simon was too busy shaming and judging her. And shame and judgment never bring people back to conversion. Jesus never says that this woman never sinned. He's not saying, do you see this woman? She's not a sinner. But he's saying, when you see this woman, is all you see her sin? Is is her identity her sin? Or is she a child of God, worthy of love? Do you see the sinner? Or do you only see the sin? Romans 5.20 says, say this with me. Let's wake you up. Where sin is, is. grace abounds. abounds. Where there's more sin, there's more grace that God wants to pour. That Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He came for sinners. He came for us. And so we need the heart of Jesus to bring them back. All right. St. Paul says something very strong and harsh. He says, Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, thieves and greedy, neither, none of them will inherit the kingdom of God. And that sounds very judgmental. If we start and we go to somebody and say, Hey, you're not going to God's kingdom, that's not going to help them. St. Paul is talking to the community and the next verse was, that is what some of you used to be. Some of you used to be living in adultery. Some of you used to be fornicating. Some of you used to be living a homosexual lifestyle. But that's what some of you were. But now you have had yourselves washed and sanctified and justified in the name of Jesus. St. Paul, when he says this, is not shaming people. Family, do not shame people by the tr- with the truth. Do not use the truth to shame. Use the truth to convict them. And so how do we start? We start with the first reality, God loves you. But this love calls us to himself. And you will not go to him if you're continuing a sinful lifestyle But remember that he wants you back. That he's calling you. All right. Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Last thing. I said that the way out of shame and isolation is confession. And Jesus has given us a sacrament. A sacrament of confession. And a lot of Chaldeans, and I'm talking to the old school Chaldeans, okay? I'm going to call you out a little bit. Old school Chaldeans say, why do I have to confess to a priest? I can confess to God, right? Hear it everywhere. Kids, you're probably nudging your dad right now. You're probably saying, dad, go to confession. I've been working so hard to get you to confession. Why do I have to confess to a priest? I can just confess to God. Let me make one thing clear. When we sin, please confess to God right away. Step one, go to God, period. Get on your knees. Lord, I'm a sinner. I confess to you. No one's stopping you from confessing to God. The sacrament of confession is not a reason not to confess to God. You are confessing to God through the sacrament as well. 
The sacrament of confession is a gift for all of us. In the gospel, the woman that's a sinner, she goes to Jesus and she hears your sins are forgiven. She hears it. She could have just in her room at home said, God, I'm sorry for my sin. And she could be weeping and weeping. Family, when we sin, we have to speak it out loud. And it's such a gift to hear your sins are forgiven. But the last reason is the sacrament of confession is biblical and it's, it's in tradition. First, in James 5, James, the, the writer says, confess your sins to one another. That means confess them. Tell people. But who should we tell? Should you just tell each other? No. He's talking actually about the presbyters, the priests. And Jesus, in John chapter 20, breathes the Holy Spirit upon the apostles. And he says in John 20, whoever's sins you forgive are forgiven. He's giving authority to the apostles to forgive sin. And the early church practiced this sacrament of confession. There is so much value and such a blessing in communicating your sin and receiving the words and the power of the Spirit to forgive your sins. You're not confessing to a priest. You're confessing to Jesus through the priest. The priest in confession is in persona Christi, in the person of Jesus. So next time you go to confession, I want you to be like this woman. I want you to fall at your feet, weep for, for, for sorrow, but also for joy that you're about to be forgiven. So I challenge you, if someone hasn't been to confession in a long time, in your family or some of your friends, step one, tell them, God loves you. God loves you. Step two, now receive his mercy in the sacrament of confession. If you haven't been in a long time, I welcome you to the sacrament of confession. Your priests are here. It's one of our great joys to be like Jesus. Really humbling point, though. Sometimes I'm not like Jesus, even in confession. Sometimes I can be harsh. And so if a priest is ever tough and not merciful, I'm sorry. The priest is sorry. We want to be like Jesus. And yet we also want you to take your sins seriously. That Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace. He also says, sin no more. God bless you.